If you have a Bible with you, then turn with me to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. We're looking at a series that we've been sharing together entitled Multiply. And we're looking at the Great Commission. And uh, that's going to come up on screen in a moment or two as well. So if you can turn with me to Matthew 28 and verse 18. And it reads like this. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So, we've been looking at this over a number of weeks. If you're here for the first time today, then you've come into a, a series of messages that will be that sort of slotted together. And uh, this is one of the, la- the latter ones um, regarding this understanding of a vision that Jesus shared with his followers to multiply, to go out into all the world and share the message, the good news of a relationship with God of how we can have a restored relationship with God, the living God, through his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus shared that with his followers. They were called disciples. And we've been looking at the relevance of that for us today, how you and I are disciples too. And uh, if you can remember this far back, we spent some time of what does it mean to take this commission? We looked at this idea of being on a mission, a commission. We're on a mission, every single individual. And we broke this Matthew 28 down into three aspects. If you can remember some weeks back, we looked at the idea of following Jesus, where Jesus says, if anyone would come after me, they would deny themselves, pick up their cross daily and follow me. There's this idea, Jesus said to his disciples, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And we discovered that following the, the, being a disciple, being a Christian has an aspect of following Jesus. And if you can remember this far back, a number of weeks ago, we looked at what does it mean to follow Jesus? A Christian is someone who follows Jesus Christ. Not only do they maybe go to church, read the Bible, be good, live a good life, pray. These are all amazing and great things But what defines a Christian? A Christian is someone that is a follower of Jesus. In other words, we want to be with Jesus. We want to be where he is. We want to be like him. We want to follow him. And we looked at that. You can listen to all the messages online at at, at longeatenoasis.co.uk. If you've got a smartphone, you can download the messages completely for free. I haven't got time maybe to go into that again. But we looked at this idea of following Jesus. Then... We began to look at this idea then, secondly, of living for him, living courageously. Jesus talks about living for him. Follow me, but also pick up your cross daily to live. We then began to expand this idea of making Jesus Lord. If he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. Living our lives, not just talking the talk, but walking the walk, wherever we are. And how, we can, how can we do that? In the power of the person of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I won't leave you alone. I won't leave you as orphans. I'm going to send a helper. We expanded and looked and have looked at great detail. Of how can we live? Well, if we follow, then we begin to live. And we do that in the power of the Holy and through the person of the Holy Spirit. And we began to look at that. Well, this morning, I 
want to look at this morning at Go Tell the World. And uh, that's where we should go. God's plan. We discovered that God's plan for life is people, you and me. Not methods, not necessarily methods. We may have methods. We have, may have machines. We've got lots of great things, technology and things and buildings. Methods and machines are great. But the plan of God is wrapped up in people, you and me. Hence, disciples, followers. All of us are followers. And this plan is wrapped up in you and me. Jesus said to his friends, the disciples, as the Father has sent me in John 20, 21, I am sending you. We've been looking at this. I am sending you. How did Jesus, so we're to mimic, follow Jesus. How did Jesus come? Jesus came into the world. He became flesh. You know, at Christmas, we look at Emmanuel. People look, get up their nativity sets and look at the baby, the, how God became flesh. And God was born into this world and came into our world. But Jesus came into the world, lived amongst us. He shows and displayed God. He communicated, lived and talked and moved amongst us. And, so, and did good and reached out and showed a way to God the Father and how we can have a relationship with him. And he reached out and touched people's lives. He taught them and touched them. And so he then says to his followers, as the Father sent me, living out amongst you, I now send you. It's for all believers, all followers, all of us to live our lives in such a way as Jesus did, to show Jesus, live Jesus, be like Jesus, go where Jesus wants to send us to go. And we began to look and we've looked at that. Um, You can see that there. We, We looked at this idea of the church. The church is gathered and scattered. There's this idea where now we are gathered together. Here we are, seated together. The idea of being the church gathered. We come together with fellow like-minded believers from different walks of life, different areas, different, different ways, different thoughts. But we gather together because we want to worship God together. There's something about the power of togetherness. There's something about iron sharpening iron, says the Bible. There's something about being together. And so we come together like this, perhaps on a Sunday like this. Perhaps maybe in a midweek, you're in a, a group, a small group, a fellowship group. We call them life groups. We, but we gather. We come to pray. We come together. Uh, it's worked out that about 10% of our time is based in what we call gathered church. I don't, you notice I don't say the church, but gathered church. 10% of our time. That leaves 90% of our lives is outside of gathered church. But we're not only the church gathered, we are the church scattered You and I, still the church. We are the church. Remember, we're people. God's method is people. His plan is people. And so that that 90% of my life is wherever I am. In the the film, it's our front lines, our world, our place, our work, our leisure, our home, our life, where I sleep, where where I go to college, who I mix with, my leisure time. You know, 90% of my life is scattered. I am the scattered church. So we are... The gathered church and the scattered church. And when we gather like this, it's so that we can worship God, encourage one another, and also be built up so that when we scatter, we live for Jesus. So this morning, go tell the world. We read, and we've just read, that Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey. Obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Go, go and tell. We're encouraged to go. You know, um, this morning I want to look at uh, a number of areas 
um, four aspects of our go and tell message. And we're going to look briefly and bring it together, and then we're going to come and pray together in, in a moment or two as we conclude. But uh, the, we're going to look at the, there's four aspects of, uh, I broke it down into the go and tell message of going into all the world. The first aspect is this, it's about authority. We see in verse 18, Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. You know, we're on a mission we're on a mission. It's a multiply vision to go and tell, to go into all the world, to go and share and be Jesus Christ. Just as Christ came into this world, we're encouraged to do and commanded to do exactly the same. As the Father sent me, I'm now sending you to go into all the world, your world. And so the first aspect that we see of this go and tell message, this go and tell vision is authority. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, says Jesus. You know, that's so good to know. Uh, there lies our confidence. Our confidence in life. I don't know what sort of person you are. Are you a confident person? Are you confident about your job, yourself, who you are? Are you confident speaking to others, making friends? If you, if you go out to a dinner party somewhere, uh, do you feel confident that you can just stand and mix with people? Or do you feel shy, retiring? You lack confidence? I don't know what type of person you are. But you know, for us as Christians, as believers, we have a confidence When Jesus says all authority, or another translation says all power in heaven and on earth is given to me, there lies for you and I the foundation of confidence for life. The confidence that we have is found in Jesus Christ for life. You know, um, it's in the face of adversity, we have Jesus' authority. In the face of difficulty, challenge, upsets, worries, concern. I don't know whether you're a person that feels, well, I, I don't feel. You know, when I speak to people, I'm f- fearful. If I talk about my faith or Jesus Christ, people will laugh or they're not interested. But there comes a sense of, in myself, I have no confidence, perhaps, in aspects of, the, of my abilities. I'm not able to do everything. But in Jesus Christ, Jesus shares. He does this on purpose. He doesn't just do this by chance. He has a strategy. He wants to share with his disciples and he wants to share for all time, for all ages, until he comes again. There's an understanding that our life is based on a confidence in the authority of Jesus Christ. He is all powerful. He can do all things. When we sing about this God, when we worship this God who is Jesus Christ, we can have a complete confidence. He says, all authority. One of the greatest challenges that... um, I have faced from time to time is dealing in our town with planning authorities and conservation officers when we deal with a, a listed site, a grade two listed site as we have here on the Derby Road. And there have been moments of deep despair as I've met with planning officers that would just shake their head and say, no, no, you can't, do, it won't be done, it can't be done. Um, but there is a sense, and you can really, and I can assure you there have been times of real <laughs> deep despair There have been some dark moments, but I have a sense of a confidence that God has a way. God has a way. That's not pie in the sky. It's not wishful thinking. It's not mind over matter. It's not being putting on a positive spin. We don't need a spin doctor. We have an almighty God, and he has all authority, all power is given unto him. If it's his will, it will be done. If if, If it's his will, it will be done. It's knowing the will of God, obviously. So Jesus says, there's this understanding that for our lives, there is an authority. And it's upon that that we base and found our lives. I don't know what you face. 
I don't know where you go, and I don't know everybody. I know a lot of people, but not everyone here. And I don't know everything about everyone's life. But Jesus knows you. He knows what you face, where you go, where you tread, where you work, the challenges that we have, family and home, the joys, the tears. All authority. You can come to him. And he wants us to. You see, he shares this because he wants us to found our lives on him. And we can. And so we have an authority. There is an authority that is given to Jesus that he passes and comes upon our lives as we come to him. So that's the first thing, the first aspect. The second aspect, and we can come with a confidence, is there is an activity. There is an activity. We see there, um, it says there, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15, we read, slightly put differently, Mark puts it this way, go into all the world. There's the understanding of go. Very interesting, this. In the translation that you might have in front of you, and that I have, that I'm reading from the NIV, it just misses one slight little thing. The actual, original, literal translation reads like this, going therefore. Going, therefore. It takes going for granted. It's present, continuous. It's written in present and continuous. Going. In other words, it's be going. It's not just go, we're shoved out there. It's something that is us. Be going. You've heard the phrase, um, going about my business, or going about their business. There's this aspect of being, being involved in the world in which I'm in. In it, that's what Jesus was, about the business of his father. He always talked, I'm about my father's business. And he was always mixing with people amongst, in life. And there's this idea of being, going, being, in and amongst life. It's amazing. It's not just a go as a command. It's not that at all, actually. It's be ongoing. It's going, therefore. What is your world? What is your front line? In the film that we saw earlier on, there's the, hypothet- there's the, the, the sort of illustration of the lady who's living life and doing all the things of life and, and, and holding down a, a, a busy job and thinking, what more could I do? And then looking at life and then being for Jesus, everything that she could be, where she is at. And there's this idea of going, involved in, looking at my life, what we would call your world or your front line. And I'd ask the question, what is your world? What is your front line? Your job, your home, social life, friends, family. Going, therefore. In Acts 1.8, we read uh, that Jesus talks about the hope. Be, wait for the power of the Holy Spirit and you will be my witnesses. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the world. He starts, it's interesting, in Jerusalem, our world, our front line, your back door or your front door, whatever door, going, therefore. What is your world? And so there is an activity. There's an authority in the commission, and there's an activity. We think, and it's come a long way, whereby we say to people, come. Come to the gathering. It's 10% the time. That's 10% the time. 90% of life is scattered. It's going and coming together. Both together, isn't it? It's amazing. And Jesus talks about this divine release of life. So there's authority. There's a release of an activity in him. Also, there's this idea of 
being apprenticed. We've been looking at this. In this Go Commission, in this mission that we're on, in this commission and mission of sharing and living a life of Christ in the world in which I live. Thirdly, there's this idea of apprentice. In um, Matthew 28, verses 19, we read these in verse 19 to 20. Therefore, go and make, says, make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. There's an idea of a disciple. We, we looked at this and unpacked this in a lot of detail. A modern, a modern approach or a, a word that we might use that's similar to it today would be this idea of apprentice, follower. Learning, doing, watching, being, with. And um, what Jesus shares there is this disciple being a disciple and making disciples. In other words, there's the idea of being a model and a mentor. Model and mentor. Model. Make disciples. We're to model. We're to be Christ-like. We, uh, we looked at the idea a number of weeks ago of being, we're called Christians. Christ ones. Christians. And so there's the idea of modeling being like Christ. And so in that sense, we are all disciples. It's not for a special course. It's not, we don't all enroll in a discipleship course because we want to be better Christians. We're all disciples. We're all Christ ones, Christ followers, Christ-like ones. And so to make disciples is this idea of modeling and mentoring, modeling Christ, being Christ, being and living and being Christ-like through the power and person of the Holy Spirit. So this idea, I can model that wherever I go. In other words, be it. Be it. Live it. We don't have to push that upon other people. Just by you being you and living for Jesus. Help me, Lord, today. Holy Spirit, as I approach work, as I relate to my manager, and as a, as a challenge this week, help me. Uh, just relate well. Help me. Have an attitude. Uh, give me favor. Christ-like. Model. And so we can model, but also mentor. It says, teaching them to obey. You know, becoming a Christian isn't just in the decision. As soon as we give our hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's also a living a life and following him. Our names are written immediately in the Lamb's Book of Life. But there's this idea. In, very often in church life, we can see someone make a commitment. But Jesus says, not only do they make a commitment, now somebody get beside them. Mentor. Model and mentor them. In other words, teach them. So Jesus says, make disciples, teaching them to obey Everything I've commanded. In other words, get beside somebody. Get beside somebody. Not rule their life, not tell them what to do, but encourage them. Be an encourager, a mentor, encourager, enabler. It's amazing. This is how the Christian church multiplied. So these are the people turning the world upside down. We, 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 you go on YouTube and a, a video has gone viral. It's, it's spread. And the church spread not through just one or two people standing at the front, not to bring in a few people to a big meeting, but by people reaching out to one another and then modeling and mentoring, teaching, discipling, and encouraging one another. In early Methodism, a man called Charles Wesley encouraged the people who became Christians. Hundreds of thousands of people became Christians in large meetings and outdoor meetings and indoor meetings. And then he did something quite radical. 
He got them to band together in smaller groups. Call them house groups today, life groups, cell groups. Um, They had these small group meetings. And in those small group meetings, people would mentor and encourage one another. If, In fact, if you go online and look at the questions that they asked each other, if I asked you some of the questions that they asked each other, you'd probably give me a slap. I tell you what, have a look at some of the questions they asked each other. They're radical. But they gave accountability, mentored, encouraged one another. Very interesting. It says of Charles Wesley that upon his death, he could have been a very wealthy man. He was wealthy, spiritually speaking, but he had a lot of money. But he left, you know, several, you know, 20 or 30 pounds, a number of silver spoons, half a dozen silver spoons, and uh, several hundred thousand Methodists. Historians say that our country was saved from a revolution like France because of a revival of religion. It's through the Wesley brothers and others. It's amazing. Wesley was an amazing man. He took seriously the commission to model and mentor. It's nothing new under the sun. Nothing new. And so too we today have this idea of apprentice. And we're all called to model and mentor one another. What does that say about my experience of Jesus then? What about your experience of Jesus? What do you model? What can I model? More to the point. What can I model? How can I mentor? What can I say? How, what can I do to encourage another? Where am I as a Christian? Lord, I need you. Lord, we need you. So we are called. There is a tremendous authority that we can call upon and we are encouraged in. We are called to an activity of going going about our business in life and work, living for Jesus Christ. We're called to then apprentice others, to model and to mentor, and to when somebody becomes a Christian, if I'm instrumental in, in that, in another person's life, that I help and come alongside them, to encourage them, to teach them, and encourage them to obey everything that Jesus says. And finally, and finally, and it is a final, there is an ability. There is an amazing ability. In verse 20, we read these amazing and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. A number of translations uh, say, uh, translate that word surely. A number of translations say, lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. Very interesting. Very, very interesting the way it's been translated there because in the literal translation of what I've just read would say something like this. Behold, look, I am with you always to the very end of the age. There's a number of translations. The literal translation of that would read something like behold or look or be looking. I am with you always to the end of the age. The idea being this. If you look to Jesus, we can be assured and be confident in him. By looking to Jesus, by looking to Jesus, we can be assured and have a confidence in him that he will not let us down, but be with us all the time through the power of the person of the Holy Spirit. Hence, the translators have put in the translation, surely I am with you always, or be assured. But it's interesting. So it's the translation be sort of correct, but it's interesting to go back a little bit, this idea of behold, Look, who are we looking to? Who are we looking and beholding? As we look to Jesus, as we look towards him, 
through the power and the person of the Holy Spirit. It's the person of the Holy Spirit that brings the presence of Jesus. He points to Jesus. Jesus said in John chapter 14, do not be afraid. I go to be with the Father. He's with the Father now, but I send another helper, the person of the Holy Spirit. And what Jesus is saying here now, there is an ability, there is a confidence, there is a help. He's the person of the Holy Spirit that will be with you always. Look towards him. If you look towards him, you'll see me. You'll see me. You'll behold me. You'll have help. You'll have hope. goes on to say there, I will be with you always. That literally means day in, day out. Literal translation of always there literally means, I behold, look to me. I will be with you day in, day out through the person, the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what he's saying there. He's saying, as you go about living for me, as you go about and you face challenge and you perhaps face opposition, because soon as we say that you're a Christian, you could say that you're all sorts of other things. It's very interesting. But if you say you're a Christian and you believe such and such, people will get really upset that you can't believe that. That's Islamophobic. It's homophobic. Every sort of phobic. Whatever you say, as soon as you... As soon as you, I believe in, you'll find. And so there's a sense of a power, a boldness, a hope, a confidence that's found in day in, day out. It's a person, of, through the person of the Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus is present with us. There's an ability there. It's a promise of the Holy Spirit. God's ability enables ordinary people to live extraordinary lives. So you notice in the film, the, the, the hypothetical story of a, a lady called Anne, he, he, he talks about how there's this, there's this extraordinary grace, this extraordinary forgiveness that we live out day in, day out. It's extraordinary to forgive the way that Jesus forgives. It's extraordinary. The world can't understand it. We can live extraordinary lives. And I'm so completely and utterly ordinary through the ability of the Holy Spirit who is with us always. There's an idea of life of the Spirit, ability, boldness, courage, assurance, God gives us an assurance. Hence, Jesus says, surely. Now can you see why? Jesus says, surely. This is the assurance as we behold, as we look. So we've got to look up, behold, see him. Commune with the Holy Spirit. Speak, call upon. Our hearts open to who is with us, in us, right now. Right now. Right now. Behold. Hence, day in, day out, he can be with us. He is with us. It's something we don't earn. He's with us. That's an amazing declaration. That's an amazing understanding. That's an amazing revelation. And Jesus shared that. So it's interesting now. On the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came upon the believers, when they were in a room together, if you remember the time how people left Jesus at his crucifixion, how they were in disarray. At the resurrection, they were a bit dismayed, and not quite a bit mesmerized, not quite fully understanding. And then on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came amongst them, there was a release of boldness. They didn't pray, take harm from us. When they were beaten up in the early book of Acts, Acts chapters 1, 2, 3, 4 onwards, they didn't pray, just take away the pain from us when they were beaten up and put in prison and then released, they said, and they were told not to speak or to get beaten up and killed, they didn't say, oh, take the pain, take away the death threats. They said this, give us even more boldness so we can speak louder. Yeah, I don't know if that's lost on you. That I, that's always been lost on me. And I looked at it again. I thought, I would pray for comfort, help, take it away. Deliver me from this, Lord. They said, no, bring it on more. I, I, I can't get my head around that. There was a, a sense, there's a holy sense of assurance 
that no matter what they faced, whether it be good or bad, that God is here. That's a revelation, dear friends. It comes through the person of the Holy Spirit. That even if it's bad, even when things aren't going well, you know, that's a hard thing to say this morning. Because some of us, we're going through some challenging times. But he's here 24-7. He's better than the AA. I'm a member of the AA. I thank the AA that they were well within an hour. They did it in they did 20 minutes when my daughter's car broke down recently on the A52 just before the Pentagon Island. Can you imagine? At about four o'clock before rush hour. Can you imagine the, the horror that I faced? But the AA came, lights flashing. Hallelujah. I thought, hey. But you know, Jesus is more. He's much more. I know it's a, maybe a silly little illustration. But if we can get that revelation, if we can get that revelation this morning, the person of the Holy Spirit isn't just power, it's a person. He brings, he's, he, the spirit of prophecy is a testimony to Jesus. Talk about having prophetic words, they testify and point to Jesus. The Holy Spirit points to Jesus. He brings Jesus amongst us. Everything that Jesus can do, he does through us and amongst us. It's amazing to live, to be, to have boldness, to cope courage to enjoy to have joy whatever it might be let's pray together authority activity apprentice ability can you see how the early church when jesus said go they were like fired out into the world shot out into the world launched so too we today are launched you are launched The worship team are just going to come and we're just going to come and sing as we close this morning. Let's pray. Father God, this morning we say thank you that Lord Jesus, that you are indeed alive, that you send and have sent the promise. You said, I will not leave you. Do not be afraid. I won't leave you as orphans. I send the helper, the paraclete, the one called alongside, the promise, the Holy Spirit, the person. He will testify me. He will bring me to you, amongst you. I will be with you always, 24-7, day in, day out. And I just pray now, Father God, in our hearts and lives and homes and in the news that people have been given by doctors or, or financial advisors or life, maybe certain circumstances, screaming out to individuals about certain things and they're not, it's not going the way we expected or hoped Uh, whatever it might be. Lord Jesus, you are with us always in our lives, through us. You're Emmanuel amongst us, rubbing shoulders through the person of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome. You are welcome. We open our hearts and our lives to you. Now we say, Lord, we give our lives afresh that we may go. Go in assurance, go in hope, go in power, go in Jesus' name. Every aspect of life, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.